0: welcome to the unblocking crypto podcast this podcast is not financial advice It's meant for entertainment purposes only these are just the opinions of a couple of and wrecks welcome back to episode number 60 of unblocking crypto busy week in crypto this past week a lot of regulatory issues that have popped up so maybe we'll start off with that hal and then talk about some of the other interesting news stories that have happened so welcome back
1: yeah i appreciate it Jason
0: maybe let's talk about coinbase to start with because coinbase seemed to be in the news quite a bit the first one was they are in talks with iex to create a federally regulated exchange that will be approved by the sec i'm excited to see what that is going to be like and intrigued to see if the sec is actually going to approve something before it happens it'll be interesting to hear how that goes with the SEC since the SEC hasn't been very good about providing any sort of rule book more so just trying to regulate by fines
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like the SEC seems to just be slapping people's hands if they decide they've did some they've done something wrong and so if like cuz Coinbase Brian Armstrong has said we've had talks with the SEC about this and this and that and all these different things and like when they got their wells notice they it was like unexpected. Why wouldn't you give us a heads up that you're going to give us a Wells notice and kind of indicate that there's going to be a penalty coming. We have, we're, we're constantly in communication with you. So I think the SEC just likes to kind of make some splash news here and there. I don't think they like to do things proactively like what Coinbase and IX is going to try to do. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they're like, yeah, basically they just tell, whatever that entity looks like, everything's fine until they hit them with a suit or they or hit them with some fines, because that's I mean, that seems to be all they do. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you
0: talk about the Wells notice and Coinbase pretty much came out and said there is no rule book to follow. So how are you going to throw a fine at us when there is nothing for us to follow? So let's have a conversation and figure out what needs to be done. And it's really pushed Coinbase. I know we had talked about it a while ago where they wanted to create this platform that got all the different districts across the US to be more aware of who was pro-crypto in their community. They said, I mean, there's 50 million people, Americans, that are crypto holders at this point, and they really want to start to get them more engaged and have them start to vote in more pro-crypto friendly people into politics because Coinbase plans to kind of fight this with the SEC, uh, because it's a mess right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and Coinbase is a public company. I mean, they're obligated to shareholders. They're obligated to follow whatever regulations. So they're going to follow whatever regulations are out there. And if they're not out there, they don't exist because it's the Wild West and there's new technologies and new innovations. There's no regulations or laws around it. They, they, They aren't really doing anything wrong until the SEC decides they're doing something wrong. How do you do that? And when and if Gary Gensler leaves and the next person pops up, if they're anti-crypto, it's it's kind of frustrating that an unelected official that pops up and can change the, the ease at which you can get money in and out of crypto and, and how Coinbase can operate. And uh, market recognition and huge uh, attorney, like in-house attorneys, to help them kind of navigate all the rules. You know, anybody else that wants to start something up is, is, is in a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, it was kind of interesting too. Kathy Wood has sold some of her tesla stock to buy more coinbase stock because she sees coinbase as something that should uh, do very well with everything going on
1: yeah kathy wood kind of nailed it for a little while when like stocks went through the roof during COVID stuff she thinks she she's kind of got the same problem that i've had and you've probably had where it's you're right but you're too early so you it looks like you're wrong and mm-hmm. so i think uh if yeah i mean i think if you ride coinbase long enough I think it works out. Seems like uh, like an asymmetric bet because Coinbase's stock is. People who are investing are, don't want to touch stuff like this. It's, it's too volatile. It's people's retirement accounts and things like that. You know, those are just kind of boring investments. So they're not going to do it. But as time kind of rolls on, crypto is going to become more more mainstream and stable, and people. Are, I was thinking about it the other day people have been listening hearing about bitcoin for probably 10 years i think the first four years or so it was just really kind of the crypto guys it wasn't really into mainstream but i feel like maybe 2012 or 2013 that's when i read a usa today article about it so you know people have at least heard about it for that long and 2017 pretty much everybody heard about it and then same with 2021 by the time we didn't get another round I think it becomes a lot more mainstream, a lot more people get more and more comfortable with it. It's when a new company rolls out and they hit you with billboards and TV commercials and radio spots and, you know, YouTube ads. You hear it enough times, you start to think it's you get more comfortable with it. It's it's more familiar. So, yeah, I mean, I think it play in Coinbase. But the thing about Kathy Wood is she doesn't seem to like being for long term. She she thinks long term, but like she I mean, she sells stuff fairly quickly. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I think about that.
0: That aside, right? I think one of the other exciting things about Coinbase is they've announced that they're planning a wallet as a service. And one of the big issues with Web3 in general is getting people on board with their own digital wallet. And what it sounds like Coinbase is gonna enable is almost to have a username and password that they'll handle the, Wallet side on the back end that'll make it a lot easier for an adoption of Web3 and in, in digital wallets. So, I think a lot more details are probably going to start to come out, but it's exciting to see that they will make it somewhat similar to what people are doing today with having a username and password
1: and then it, it also have access
0: to, to a digital wallet.
1: Yeah. And I, whether I like Coinbase's approach or not, I like that people are trying to address the kind of the challenges that having a wallet bring at, at Square and Block. You know they're working on a multi-sig wallet so i think that sort of a wallet is cool for some people but i don't think you're going to get more than five ten percent of people kind of touching stuff like that it just gets weird i mean i mean i don't know how what percentage of people have like physical gold but that's kind of what i figure you'll have for people with a ledger or a trezor or whatever kind of the same mentality of like keeping stuff you have ownership and kind of nobody can take it away from you sort of deal unless they physically steal it. So for Coinbase to go in and kind of have a, an easier way to to have and maintain a wallet, and then if you forget your password, you can ask Coinbase to reset your password. That should work for more people. And then you have the small percentage of people that are like, you can't trust Coinbase. Like uh, you can't trust a third party with your with your private keys. Some people don't have to do that. You can keep your private keys and then some people can just say, look, I'm just going to log into Coinbase.
0: Well, I'm a huge fan of having a cold wallet and hence why I created that little product to show people all the different cold wallets and how to get into them. But the problem is most people that are just getting into crypto, that is not the first step and that is not something they want to jump into. And even people that have been in crypto for a while, it's still very hard for them to kind of wrap their their head around on, on what a cold wallet is and how to use it. I, I think this is kind of a good step. I mean, the, the big goal from a crypto perspective is to get more people on board. And the wallet as a service definitely helps achieve that. And as it transitions more over to cold wallet and self-custody, then that's only a good thing long-term.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm cool with They need to try more and more things to figure out good ways to get more people on board with with
0: wallets. Yeah so speaking of custody, Nasdaq has actually just come out and said they are planning to uh, get into crypto custody servicing starting in Q2 of 2023 so just around the corner and they're definitely not the first. Uh, BlackRock is already there, BNY one Mellon got there in like late 2022. Fidelity is probably the first one that did it way yeah. right back when, right? So they're they're definitely a follower but it's exciting to see somebody as large as NASDAQ that's saying, we wanna get involved in this space too.
1: Yeah, and for me, when you kind of connect the first topic of regulation with BlackRock, Fidelity, NASDAQ, all kind of getting into crypto custody, that helps, right? Because their buddies in Washington aren't gonna shut down crypto while, and leave their, you know, the BlackRock guys holding the bag. They'll they'll let John Average Joe hold hold the bag but they're, they're gonna tip off the Fidelities and BlackRock's and all that. A lot of people in crypto are talking about, you know, Signature Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate is down, Coinbase gets a Wells notice, Binance is getting sued by CFTC. All of these anti-crypto regulatory activities are happening in like Signature Bank, especially because it got taken over by the FDIC, but it may or may not have been insolvent. So So yeah, when you hear things like is gonna get into crypto custody somebody would have said hey don't do it we're gonna just block all on ramps and off ramps from the us dollar into crypto so it, it helps in my head like okay maybe this is well one i don't know that the government is good enough to create a coordinated attack on anything but when you're into crypto you, you know you kind of connect the dots because you're constantly trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future the more big names that get into to crypto and are newly into crypto, I think that's a, that's a good sign for where things are headed. Yeah, so, so speaking of that, there is a very convenient
0: timing for the government to release this, for the Fed to release this new uh, Fed Now payment service with the goal to facilitate payments and settlements instantly regardless of the size or geographical location around the clock every day of the year so weird it sounds like blockchain and crypto right which is probably what they're what they're doing the thought from a lot of people is the timing on this is really convenient because of what just happened with all these banks and that this could kind of pave way to a cdbc which shoot, there's like 114 countries right now looking into the feasibility of cdb cbdcs and this also is on the the back of Biden's report to eliminate alternatives aka bitcoin to be this sort of payment instantaneous settlement service type thing so a lot of questions on what's really going to happen with that it's i'm not really sure if i'm a fan of this but there's also not a lot of details out yet either it's it's very vague but it is timing wise coming kind of to your point a it almost looks like a controlled attack on all this and they had this plan for a little bit of time and now it's falling on the, the steps of all these banks failing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what I, I, I need some more information on the fed now. thing. in general, I feel like the government does a worse job, even when they copy things from the private sector. I don't foresee it working that well, or, you know, there's, I, I, I foresee there being problems. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes because with crypto, it's kind of um kind of make fun of things like there's 20,000 different cryptocurrencies and all these different things but like you would much rather have a handful of good cryptocurrencies around so you have 19,090 you know 990 just failures but when you do it from a centralized government and you create fed now they created one then pushed it out it hasn't been tested against other, against any competition there is no competition for it. So it's like I'm curious to see how how that goes. Like it's it's just never smooth or good when it comes out of uh, when it comes out of the government. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a couple of
0: different states that are trying to pass legislation to prevent a CDBC happening from the U.S. government, and then there's also the Blockchain Regulatory Act, which was just submitted to Congress that would actually give some more clarity to blockchain and crypto companies. I think the, the problem is it still has to be passed by a majority of the Congress. And based on listening to some of the Congress talk, there's still a majority of people that don't understand blockchain or crypto companies in general. So it's got a, a, a big hill in front of it to climb to get passed.
1: Yeah. I uh I saw that I, th- I think DeSantis in Florida passed something that said that CBDCs were, would not be allowed in Florida. I don't even know how that would work because if, if, federal government came out with the central bank digital currency, all of the point of sale people have to get on board with that CBDC. So like if Walmart and Target and other companies change their point of sale so that they can track, you know, who bought and sold stuff. Because I mean, Visa could tell the federal government where I I spend my money, you know, for the most part. So I'm not sure how Florida would be like, yeah, sorry, Walmart, you can't use that point of sale company because it's because it ties – The currency used. It's like everything. It's like before trying to pass legislation before something happens. I mean, that's why the government's so reactive. It has to sit back and wait and see how things are screwed up and then try to use the people that are elected to build laws around it. It's like it's kind of a crappy system, but being proactive, I don't know. There might be a way to do it, but I don't know that planting a flag and declaring no CBDCs is how you prevent CBDCs from your state when you're a part of the United States. And it would be a federal currency
0: i think my view is this is starting to create visibility into what a cdbc is and what it would mean and you need that to happen so that people actually know what's coming yeah i agree with you if if they passed it i don't know how they get around it and unless theoretically florida and i think texas are doing the same thing Unless yeah. they secede from the United States, right? It's it's not going to matter And if, if it does get passed. So hopefully it doesn't get passed. That's what's happening today. What else? I know, I know Binance was in the news.
1: Yes, yeah, the CFTC finally sued them. When I got into Binance in like 2017, there was just one Binance website. You know, you kind of bought and sold stuff or whatever. And then sometime when I got out of crypto because it went ice cold, and when it heated back up in like 2019, 2020, Binance created Binance.us because they're an offshore exchange. They play by basically no rules. So they have like leverage up on your on your trades and stuff like that. I, I think you can do that in the United States, but you have to be registered as a derivatives broker. And so Binance didn't do that. They created the Binance.us platform, which is like a kind of a neutered... Binance. You just you can't buy and sell a, a lot of the different cryptos. You can't play with leverage, you can't do a lot of derivative stuff. So so what Binance was doing is they were helping their high dollar US investors get around the derivative issue in the United States. So the, the CFTC knew that and finally sued them for it. So that'll be interesting to see. And it'll be interesting because for two reasons. One, that's the CFTC and it's not just about Bitcoin. It's about Ethereum and Litecoin and other, other cryptocurrencies. So the CFTC should probably only be involved for Bitcoin and then maybe some other, you know, maybe a handful of other cryptos. Everything else should be a security according to the SEC. So I'm curious to see if the SEC also files suit to kind of stake their claim over the you know over the the unregistered securities that gary gensler said basically everything that's not bitcoin is an unregistered security so i'm I'm interested to see kind of how far this goes it's just another thing where it's like okay if if you're just on coinbase yeah you know, everything's been okay like everything's dropping like flies around you but you're you haven't lost anything but if you're spread out in crypto you probably had something in binance you probably had something in like a voyager block fi you know, one of those guys, they're kind of chipping away at you as this goes on over time. It's like they're funneling everybody into Coinbase and things like that. So that may be just the way these things work. You have a new industry. So you have a whole a bunch of new entrepreneurs doing startups and some of them cross the line. So the government has to, to kind of play whack-a-mole until the ones that are playing by the rules remain. And then that's how they have an industry that, that follows regulations. I don't know that I've been alive or been aware of the emergence of a new, highly regulated industry. We've watched the banks get regulated over time. They were regulated when we were kids. And then Dodd-Frank comes around and they keep making changes to, to the banking regulations. But banking was there when my whole life, but like crypto wasn't. It's kind of interesting to watch real time and fast paced innovation in, in, of a emerging new regulated industry. I don't know how it's supposed to work, but this is definitely how it seems to be working. The government can't keep people from trying things all they can do is stop them when they think they're doing things wrong i, I say it's a highly regulated industry but they don't have much for regulations. maybe it's an industry that should be regulated it just hasn't evolved yet
0: well i think it's evolving in other countries much faster than it is in the u.s i mean right now the u.s is definitely behind the eight ball and we're starting to see a lot of other crypto-friendly nations get more and more companies coming their way because there's actually somewhat of rules and regulations started right and yeah. the us the us is, is definitely falling behind there and even the cftc i think they have tried to stake their claim on the stablecoin market too saying that that's a commodity and i know mastercard actually had an interesting announcement that they're partnering with an australian company called staples which will allow asia pacific to have a way to utilize us-backed stable coins to make purchases over in Asia Pacific, and they would, I think Stapled would help turn that US-backed stable coin into some sort of local stable coin or something to make this transaction. So there's a lot of good things still happening, even with all the craziness going on in the world from a regulatory perspective too. Interesting. Anchor was another one that uh, had an interesting partnership announcement. So they are partnering with Microsoft to create uh, node development services for the Azure Azure? What do we say that? Network. So for companies that want to get into these blockchain services, Anchor is going to give them a way to do that with, with Microsoft. How many companies are doing that? Probably not that many right now, but now there is a, a way to do that to hopefully have some expandable computing nodes as well. Got it. So and anyway, then we talked last week. I know SBF and his new bail request. I don't think anything has been approved yet, but so he's not officially in the news. But Do kwan who is the guy that had uh, Tara and Luna and was pretty much instrumental in, in that collapse, was arrested <laughs> in uh, Montenegro not too long ago. He has eight counts of fraud and a bunch of other things that he is going that is being charged by the U.S. I think South Korea still has a bunch of things open that they want to charge him on the country of Montenegro has an issue because he forged his travel documents there. So they want to charge him on that. And it is turning into just
1: a huge cluster with him as well. Yeah. But he's got, he has been not arrested for a long time considering for him to be traveling to Montenegro. I, I feel like that's pretty good for him. I mean, it's, we're coming up almost on a year from that Terra Luna collapse. Right. When that, like April, May. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody
0: said he's been hiding and he's been tweeting that he's not hiding at all. So no one really knows what to believe with him. But now that he's forging travel documents to get to a different country, maybe.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's kind of hiding.
0: (laughs) And then I know we we talked a little bit, you mentioned a second ago about Voyager and and BlockFi. There has been some positive news for Celsius owners. They have released a notification that the company that bought them, Noble Wolf, is trying to make a majority of the Celsius owners partially whole. So they have sent out a notification that you have about a month to accept that'll get you 72.5% of your crypto back. The The first half of that is somewhat immediately and then the second half is once everything gets resolved, which they target by the end of this year, I don't think there's an official set date. So, it, I mean, at this point, percent and a half percent is way better than zero percent <laughs> right and you can op- you can opt out of it and go to the next phase as well but there's not a lot of details of what that means so I'm in the process of trying to figure out which direction I want to go there
1: <laughs> right yeah and a similar note I got a thing from BlockFi in the last few weeks that was basically verifying you know the amount of different cryptos that I had you know in with BlockFi but it did say, like, we view those assets to be your assets. I, I think there's a chance that BlockFi customers get their crypto back in, like, in kind. I, I guess it just depends on how things were custodied. Yep.
0: And then the last thing that I had was uh, got to put my plug in for NFTs. So Litecoin, which has been the silver to Bitcoin's gold, right? have always been focused on not nfts has just announced that they got their first nft by forking the code using ordinals onto the litecoin uh, blockchain so it officially is an actual nft an image of the forked code i mean it makes it the first nft on, on litecoin i think litecoin's a very long ways away before they start to really even have nfts if they do have it but it's kind of interesting now that our conversations about ordinals and, and things like that last in the past few weeks have now turned litecoin into an nft player <laughs> 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 or possible player a couple years too late but that's okay
1: yeah i mean you know i, I guess i just don't see where nfts go i'm, I'm kind of interested to see i mean it'd be nice if they were like ethereum's such a weird Protocol or you know its base layer can change drastically. So it's almost uh, it would be interesting if NFTs work. It would be interesting to have a a base layer protocol that was fixed.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I still think there's a ton of room for NFTs to grow, and a lot of it probably turns into the digital identity and things around that, uh real estate tokenizing different real world assets and things like that. So we're we're still a little ways away from that. I mean, I know it's starting, but it hasn't really taken off like i think people were hoping or expecting it did to right Mm -hmm. now the only nfts have been kind of the profile picture stuff and that's just not sustainable long-term
1: no million dollar monkey avatar not very sustainable yeah
0: but yeah so that's that's been a busy week or so in crypto did i miss anything
1: i think that's all i've got
0: so well i'm sure the next week is going to be just as busy with everything going on and surprise me if SBF does come back in the news here next week. I'm sure Gary will be there.
1: Yeah, yeah it's about time for that.
0: <laughs> well, Hal, thanks for joining as usual, and we'll talk again next week.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: If all of these crypto conversations leave you with more questions and you're looking for answers, I've created a product that dives into most of those answers, including why crypto, how to set up a cold wallet, and some of the more advanced strategies for dealing with crypto.
1: Check the link in the notes below and hope to see you there.